0: If you're ready to make personal changes in your life and the lives of those around you, get ready for an hour of encouragement, enlightened guests, and engaging stories. Now, here is your host, Lisa Willette. Good
1: afternoon, and welcome to Empowering Your Soul. I'm your host, Lisa Willette. Thanks so much for joining us today on this informative show, which is going to be all about astrological insights. On my show today, I'm really happy to have international celebrity astrologer Graham James of the United Kingdom. I'd like to invite you all during the show to send in emails with questions. You can email me at lisawallette at comcast.net and I'll try to check the emails during the commercial breaks and if not we'll try to get to them next week. So that being said, I'd like to introduce you to Graham James, celebrity astrologer who is very intuitive from the United Kingdom. Hello Lisa. Welcome to the show Graham.
2: Thank you very much indeed and thank you for having me on.
1: Yeah. Would you like to tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
2: Surely, yeah. Um, Okay, well, I'm a a professional astrologer, um, which I have been for over 30 years. I'm also a master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming, which is also known as NLP. Um, And I spent most of my life in sort of different caring professions. So, you know, I, I like to steer people on their roller coaster lives.
1: Oh, excellent! Could you so NLP? Could you tell us that's charity work? Is that correct?
2: What well, the, the work that I do is charity work. Well, yeah, oh, okay. I was introduced to a charity in the UK called Talking to Minds, um, and they're a military based organisation, um, completely independent of the military, but actually run by military guys. And I was. Um, taught uh, neuro-linguistic programming um, as a practitioner and uh, subsequently as a master practitioner. And, you know, they do an amazing job. I mean, the idea is they work with uh, guys that come back off from the front line and they have post-traumatic stress disorder or combat stress, you know, which can destroy family lives. And they do an amazing job. I mean, they really do. And I was fascinated because, you know, I've done counselling for 30 years. Right. And this is a whole new you know, strain for me, and it's really, really good.
1: Excellent. And um, you, I know you and I were talking. You've also had some very other empowering careers. Could you touch briefly on just a few of those? I think they're pretty much all in the healing, caring profession as well too, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, when I was 21, I joined the police force. I was a policeman for a couple of years, um, but I didn't like the person I was becoming. It wasn't me. And so I left there and I actually joined the London Ambulance Service and became an an emergency ambulance man. Um, And I did that for quite a few years, which was, you know, very exciting, very challenging, um, but, you know, very caring. And from there, I became an air ambulance paramedic, flying the world, um, looking after people, bringing them back. The people that are injured or have heart attacks or take them home. So, yeah, I've been to the States probably about 30 times just on air ambulances.
1: Excellent. Do you uh, do you do all your work? So you do work in both countries, in the United States and the UK? We Actually, you don't do that anymore. When you were doing it, you were doing it all over, it sounds like.
2: Yeah. I mean, there was one time when I brought a patient back to the USA. And okay. um, I stayed in New York, and uh, I, I, I worked with um, uh, an ambulance company out there that did and did some shifts actually on in new york it was actually fascinating because it was a different world to me
1: nice now were you still doing your were you still doing your astrology at that time or was that prior to
2: well i've been doing it for 30 years i mean you're going back now um yeah (laughs) don't date yourself yeah i know i'm I'm dated i'm 63 (laughs) years old (laughs) but um yes um it The whole thing has helped me because one of the things I I did learn as an air ambulance paramedic uh, and I was told by sort of a leading psychic um, that I had healing qualities and you know there is one story where we brought somebody back from um, Greece on an air ambulance in an exec jet which we turned into an intensive care unit and she'd had a really bad CVA which is a a stroke and she had no feeling in her left, uh, sorry in her right arm and leg. And during the flight, um, you know, I had her up on an IVI and, and, and what have you. But, you know, her family were with me. And I said, look, you know, to keep the circulation going in arms and legs at 30,000 feet, you know, I'm going to massage your Mum's arms, legs, and, you know, keep the circulation going. And by the time we touched on a Heathrow, to cut a long story short, she had movement in her right arm oh, and right wow. leg, which is That's absolutely impressive. incredible. Yeah, it was, because she was in quite a bad way. Um, so you know, it, these things sort of inspired me to move into a different area of my life and, and, right. and sort of work with people.
1: In the in the astrology that you do, you're intuitive as well, so you kind of incorporate that into it. Is that correct? Yeah,
2: yeah, I am psychic. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I do intuitive astrology. I Also, do professional astrology. So it's kind of like one with the other because when you look at somebody's chart, you know, your intuition sometimes says this is how somebody will react to a situation. Right, and you can see it mathematically if you like on, on screen, oh, but also psychically, and I think it's important to you know balance the two.
1: Right. Well, I I was looking at um, we I know we were talking prior to the show starting, and you were going to talk about. I wanted to have you explain. I know you made a big prediction back in nineteen ninety two um, for John Major. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yes, in the early 90s, I used to write for um, various newspapers and magazines, write the astrology column, um, columns under various names. Um, and whilst most astrologers in this country and, and most politicians were predicting that a guy called Neil Kinnock from the Labour Party would win the election, I actually predicted in black and white that a guy called John Major, who was a very grey character, he was an Ariesman Capricorn, um, nice. but I looked at his secondary progressions in his chart and it showed a really successful time frame so I made the prediction he would actually win the election and he did. So well, it gets to all of <laughs> this guy made it yeah. Right. That's interesting.
1: Now you have a I know that you can't talk particularly you can't give particulars but you do have a lot of astro um, excuse me you do have a lot of celebrities as your clients right? You and I yes, know cause I, you're a celebrity astrologer but you do do astrology for the regular person like you know like me and the person next door as well is that correct?
2: Oh well I I will do astrology I have a passion for astrology I will do it for anybody okay. I specialize in relationships you uh, know I, I counsel people all the time it doesn't matter what their background to me a celebrity is a human being and a strong oh, person I don't I don't subscribe to sort of you know anything that anyone is above anybody else I've got sportsmen I've got politicians I've got celebrities you know of, of all sorts um, but I've also got you know Mr and Mrs anyone it makes no difference to me at all. And
1: do you have repeat clients? I'm sure you have a lot you know, you, you must have a lot of repeat clients as well. You've been doing this for 30 years. So
2: Oh I've got clients going back twenty-five, twenty-six years.
1: Nice. That's great. Um, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how could they do that?
2: Probably the best way is through my website, uh, which is celebrityastrology.com, simply because um, you know, all my tariffs, everything I do is actually on there. And all my points of contact from the website, you know, phone number, address, details of what I do is on there. So it's probably the best way to contact is via there or email, of course.
1: Okay, excellent. So people, if you're listening, that's how you can get in touch with Graham. And I wanted to also kind of touch base on, I know that you have something coming up in the works with um, a TV show with Paul McKenna. Could you share a little bit about that? Or
2: Yeah, it's not with Paul McKenna. I mean, Paul oh. McKenna um, okay. is been a friend of mine for many, many years. Um, okay. He's not a client, so I can talk right. about him. But, you know, Paul is my top inspiration, particularly in neuro-linguistic programming, and I know that he's, he's quite big in the USA, and most certainly over here and in Europe. Um, in fact, globally, but he um, he's taking me under his wing a little bit, and he's um, very nice. You know, he's helping me with a TV show that I and a UK producer have been putting together. Um you, know, you be doing I,
1: predictions on that show?
2: Yeah, I mean the show would be uh, internet-based um, where I would do for the entire month uh horoscopes for every star sign, but uniquely I'll be doing male and female ones separately. So I think it's important that men and women, you know, that, that the predictions you can make um, can vary sort of quite considerably. So, you know, looking at the moon, which is the emotional side, looking at Venus, you know, men and women will look at those in different ways. So yes, I write the horoscopes for both men and women and that would appear on the show.
1: Oh so wait are you saying that when you look at a particular horoscope for a man and woman you don't look at the same signs you don't when you're doing compatibility or is it just you look for different you look for different traits or different specific well, signs
2: Well there's a difference certainly between personal astrology which I am a personal astrologer right. you know I take you your time date and place of birth exactly. and then you know, it, it it becomes a blueprint of you your character who you are what you do, um, how you react to situations. So when I progress your chart on, it's telling me what's going on in your life and I can sort of help and guide you um, through, you know, we all have a rollercoaster life and it's good to know when there are challenging times coming up as well as opportunity times. Um, But with you know, general astrology, and it's very difficult to make accurate predictions just based on the, you know, your ruler, your
1: sun sign, well, or whatever, yeah, right? and, and the that's houses they're
2: traveling through. So, you know, that's a general way of doing astrology. And yes, I can do that, and I do do that. Um, and from the show, of course, people can contact me for their personal charts. And
1: oh yeah, no, that's not. I I guess what I was asking is it. I from what I understood from what you were saying, if you look at a man's chart, you look at a particular um planet, and if you look at a woman's chart, you look at a particular planet, so maybe I misunderstood that.
2: yeah, uh, yeah, I do if I'm doing it generally, um okay. you know I would look at the moon placement through the signs and Venus' placement through the signs, which you know, there is an affinity on the feminine side there, whereas with a man, you know you might look you'll look more at the sun power rank esteem you'll look more at, at perhaps mars you would look at different situations in charts um okay. there are similarities in, in man and female charts you know where the ruler is concerned and so on but also um you know on an emotional level women are based in, on emotion if you like because very I think true <laughs> to me well to me a woman's moon sign is far more important than her sun sign Well,
1: wow, that's good to know um yeah Yeah, absolutely. I guess I didn't look at it that way. Astrology has always been a very, uh, it's always been very, I guess, integral in my life. I don't follow it to the point where I could do somebody's chart. But when I first started out on my path back, Back, you know, when I was in my late teens, that was one of the first things that kind of pulled me into the spiritual world. I bought a book that was called All About Aries, and I just couldn't get enough of that because I'm an Aries, and I was just reading all about – and I know it's very general. It's not the same thing as getting a reading with an astrologer, but it was just all about, you know, you you look at your sun sign, and it bases it on – who your friends are, depending on their sun sign. But that's pretty, it's pretty vague and pretty general. Just like getting your horoscope in the newspaper, um, sometimes they can be vague. But if you have somebody doing, you know, a personal astrology, like what you're going to be doing on your show, that you're going to be doing that based on, like, what are you going to be doing that, based on just sun signs?
2: Yeah, well, if I'm doing general astrology, I'll base it on all the planetary movements, obviously. Right. Um, But uh, when it comes to, um, to sort of the personal astrology, then it, it becomes then a whole new ball game, you know. Right. Um, so all in all, I mean, using if you pick up a book on Aries you'll find there's an awful lot of traits. But I would say to you, there's basically 144 signs of each type of each star sign. Simply because you've got twelve star signs, obviously you've got Aries and you've got you know Sagittarius, you've got you know all all the signs. Then you have moon signs because we all have our moon in a certain sign. So the moon, which rules our emotions, uh, and in your case, I know you're a Moon Pisces, so you're an Aries with your Moon Pisces. So you know your Aries, your Aries, sorry, your Aries um, coming in um, will be very, very similar to a lot of other areas, but there'll be a lot of areas actually not quite like you. So depending oh, on the mood. Well, I I
1: am unique. That is that that's true. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well Graham we're going to just take us we're going to stop right here take a short break for a moment Okay. and um, this is Lisa Ouellette with Empowering Your Soul and I do have with me special guest celebrity astrologer Graham James we're going to be right back and coming up in the next segment of the show Graham's going to share with us why people like or dislike certain celebrities so that'll be very interesting so stay with us
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Lisa Willett is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawollette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching and tuning into your intuition classes these classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily mention that you heard about us on empowering your soul and receive 10 percent off your next session visit lisawillette.com today are you dealing with a personal loss in your life it can be just about anything such as the loss of a partner through death or separation something significant of value to you the loss of a pet or maybe something is missing in your health or wealth tune in to healing from loss with brenda b host brenda blindenbaugh and co-host monique mcdonald are here to help you transform the loss in your life from pain to joy and move forward listen live every wednesday at 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern time on the voice america seventh wave channel The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to Lisa at Comcast.net. That's Lisa at Comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Hi, welcome back to my show,
1: Empowering Your Soul with Lisa Ouellette. If you're just tuning in now, I have with me today as my guest, Graham James, who's a celebrity intuitive astrologer. Um, before we get to this segment of the show, I just want to say if you want to be able to reach me or follow me, you can catch me on Facebook or Twitter. I am at Lisa Ouellette333 on Twitter and Lisa Ouellette LLC is my Facebook. You can catch me... By the looking on the actual host page, there's a whole bunch of links to get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you, so give me some information, some feedback, get in touch with me. You can reach me at LisaWillet at comcast.net for that. So, coming back now, um, Graham and I are going to talk. He's going to share with us some compatibility of different famous people, and while we were on the commercial break, I asked him, for those of you who know me, I have this fascination with Alex laughlin so i would like to ask graham is there what can you tell me about he's from hawaii 50 if any of you are wondering he was born on august 24th 1976 in canberra australia i'm just curious graham is you know do i have a chance with this guy is is there any compatibility (laughs) (laughs) i have a fascination with him that's all i can say (laughs)
2: Right, but I've just put you on the screen actually, and an Aries, as I said earlier, with your moon, Mercury, Venus all in Pisces, and your Mars is in Aries. When I look at Alex, um, he's a Virgo with his moon in Leo, um, and I know that your rising sign is Leo, so that's, that's a good sign. Yes. But his Mercury Venus is in Virgo. so he's got three planets in Virgo which are directly opposite your planets in Pisces. So it would be a fascinating um, <laughs> a fascinating relationship but I would not say marriage material I'm afraid <laughs> so ah, I would, darn. I my know hopes have just been dashed. <laughs> I know I'm sorry I don't I'm straight <laughs> talking I always have been that's why I have a reputation around the world is because you have to tell people like it is not what they want to hear and it's unfortunate yeah and, unfortunate. Yeah, and, and the funny. degrees just of, of all your planets to his just don't match up there is one oh, or two quite good ones there.
1: Ah, well so. I was just kidding anyway. It's just it you know, it's just one of those fascinations, just a pipe dream.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah.
1: But it sounds like we you know, sounds like there might be a little bit of compatibility, but what I what I did want to talk about too is you know, what fascinates me a lot about astrology is I I know that, you know, certain sun signs and certain signs you can you can really like somebody or dislike somebody. So, you know, just I guess my, my question would this be, talking about celebrities, let me ask you this. Why do we like or dislike certain people? Like, um, famous people like uh, Simon Cowell, for example. You know, he's one of those guys that you just you just like to hate, or I shouldn't say you like to hate him, but you either like him or you dislike him. I mean, he, he comes off as a strong personality. W- why is
2: that? Yeah, Simon it's, it's actually got a quite an interesting chart. Simon is actually a, a really nice guy people love to either love him or hate him. He's got a big fan base for this guy. But he's also got other people that, you know, really don't like his straight talking. And he's a Libra uh, and his rising sign is Libra. So he's and his Mercury's in Libra. So he's actually quite a gentleman. He doesn't like coarseness. He doesn't, you know, he he's quite a refined guy. But his moon is in Sagittarius. And one of the things traits of moon Sagittarius is they speak from the hip they, they they fire from the hip I should say and you know he tells it like it is and he's well, that's quite, definitely true <laughs> yeah and he's quite quick to make a judgment um so sometimes if, if I was to look at a negative to moon Sagittarius I would say that you know sometimes they can open their mouth and put their foot in it but because he has really good aspects in his chart they are the first people that actually, a actually I was wrong I'm sorry and you've probably seen him on TV do the same thing where he's made an early judgment and then all of a sudden you know he's apologised So I think I just reacted a bit too quickly there but is that all one, fire
1: signs? I mean no, we, okay. no, no just this mostly Sagittarius okay. no
2: this is moon Sagittarius okay. and and his Mercury's in Libra, with his moon Sagittarius, he tells it like it is. And uh, rightly or wrongly, he's actually interested in your welfare. And if you're wasting your time on stage as a contestant, for instance, he would rather tell you, rather you being you being know, misled or fooled into thinking you're good. So, you know, he's straight talking. And it's quite, I'll give you another example, actually, that's very big news here in the UK. Um, there's a political party that's just come out of nowhere, and we've just had the European elections yesterday. Okay. And this guy is a completely different style sign. I mean, he's an Aries, is is with United. Um, sorry, United Aries. Kingdom. Yeah, that's right. Same <laughs> as you. He's um, United Kingdom Independence Party, and. Uh, he is an Aries, but he's been Sagittarius, and this is a guy. He's a politician that's not afraid to say things like it is. And in the UK, certainly, to get a straight answer from a politician is very different. And this guy, this year, has rocked this country. I mean, he's he's thrown the three main parties, and they're now, according this this UKIP party, for Nigel Farage, his name is, is you now the fourth party, and because he is actually not afraid to say what people are thinking. Okay. So,
1: he, so
2: he's the same as Simon? And he's completely different, but he, he's a moon Sagittarius. Oh, right, same so yeah. it's just kind of like the Marmite thing. Because we say Marmite. I don't know if you have <laughs> that in America. We don't. But it, it, it's something you either love or you hate. It's actually right. a spread you put on toast. But it's something you either love <laughs> or you hate. And this guy, you know, there's people that absolutely think this Nigel Farage, like Simon, is an amazing guy. And there's people that are thinking, no, I really don't like this guy. He's so nasty. And this guy's got the reputation of being nasty Nigel. And, you know, I know Simon's been called nasty before now. But in fact, you know, I can talk freely about Simon because he's not a client. So I can't get any lawsuits over this. But basically, he's got a nice chart and he's got people's welfare at heart, just the same as this Nigel Farage guy. So, you know, all in all, um, it's interesting. Very interesting. Um, because if I take, let's say, President Putin, for instance, he's also yeah. a Libra and the same as Simon. And they're completely opposite characters, completely opposite spectrums, because all their planets are in different positions. And we haven't even covered the squares, oppositions, trines, sextiles, which are called the aspects. Right. We'll be, I think
1: we'll, we'll talk about that in the next. We will. Yeah, video. sure. Yeah. what Now, going back to like loving and hating Simon like I think he just had a, he just had a
2: child recently right so yes he did In, on, on Valentine's Day on, on the <laughs> 14th me. of February and that he has actually it's very interesting his chart's interesting along with Lauren Silverman which is um, uh, Simon's um, partner um, and kind of yes I did obviously as a astrologer I, I follow these things sure uh, and um, young Eric, baby Eric, um, was born in, um, on Valentine's day this year, um, under a full moon and that actually makes no difference, but his full moon was in Leo and Lauren Silverman is actually in Leo and the sun moon thing between man and woman or male, female or son, daughter and, and so on is really, really important. So the emotional bond between, um, Eric Cowell and, um, uh, Lauren Silverman is going to be fantastic. Oh, wow. also, nice. also, Eric, being an air sign, uh, being an Aquarius, several of his planets actually match up to Simon. Simon's got three important planets in Libra, plus his Libra rising, which is, again, an air sign. So, you know, this kind of equal love thing for mum and dad is, is going to be fantastic. And I think Simon is going to make a fantastic father. Yeah, he seems
1: like just just seeing him recently, you know, he doesn't seem quite as, I don't, I don't want to say the baby mellowed him, but he seems less harsh, I don't know if that's the right word. So
2: Yeah, I I think it's brought out a different side to him. I mean, yeah. I I do know for instance when I'm I'm looking at Simon's chart now, and there is actually quite a childlike quality in, in Simon um so in his private life, and he—he's a prankster, this guy, and I can just see him when you know when Eric is, is toddling around, you know Simon's gonna be on the floor playing with him. Simon's gonna have fun with him, you know. He's gonna bring out that magical side of Simon, and and I think already, you know, he does. I mean, I know it's public knowledge that Simon adores dogs. He adores animals, right. and he's quite an animal he's well, lover. Well
1: known for that, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and and you know. The, Eric, exactly the same. you know. I'm not comparing Eric to a dog, obviously. No, no, but, of course not. But, you know, that same sort of quality. love and affection. Yeah, yeah, the same sort of affection to his son. And I think, actually, as a trio, and I've looked at Lauren Silverman's chart along with Simon Cowell's chart, fantastic. I mean, I, I put them in a really, really high relationship. So I think That's Simon, being in a good, comfortable relationship, and bearing in mind he is a Venus Virgo, and Venus Virgo subjects do tend to really settle down late in life because they're very picky with who they go with um he you know he has found his niche now i think and having a baby having a really good supportive partner and by the way although lauren is a leo she's moon and sagittarius the same as simon so oh. there's kind of an emotional empathy between so the two
1: when you have planets that are You know, when you're with a person, or you're friends with a person, or however, when you have the same planets in the same placements, does that does that show good compatibility? That does make a difference.
2: It it can do in some cases, not always. I mean, if um, a man and woman were both Moon Aries, I could see sparks (laughs) flying. So, um, yeah, lots
1: of fiery passion there, huh?
2: Yeah, that's right. So you know, kind of Lauren's planets and Simon's planets line up with. What they call a um, absolutely perfectly, which is which are harmonious. So you know their their relationship and their compatibility and their communication, brilliant. And the same for Eric with both mum and dad. And I'm fascinated by these three charts. I have to admit.
1: Well, you were saying too earlier. I heard you say that um, the Eric's air matches or something in his air sign matches something in Simon's. So if he has if he has a pl- maybe he was is his air, is he an air sign.
2: Yes, he is. Yeah. Okay. People, so people people confuse Aquarius sometimes because um, you know Aquarius is known as the water bearer. Oh but no, fact, no, right. Yeah. But I Aquarius is actually an air sign, and he's an area. He's an Aquarius, sorry, with his moon in in Leo, and right. his Mercury in Aquarius, and his <laughs> Mars is in Libra, and but his because, Mars. But actually, because
1: Graham sorry. has Graham has signs in air you're saying because he's an air sign that that shows a little bit of compatibility too?
2: Graham, uh, you mean uh, you mean I'm, Simon Graham. I'm or, sorry
1: Graham. I'm, I'm talking yes, Simon and Graham, Simon. Sorry about that.
2: Yeah, between if I look at Simon's chart and I look at um young baby Eric's chart, um there's a fancy actually going to pop them on screen. It's going to be easier for me. Um yeah when i look at uh, baby eric he's an aquarius and his mercury his planet communication is also in aquarius and they trine which is a positive aspect um simon's mercury so kind of communication levels between them um are going to be absolutely excellent
1: oh right good and we're going to be talking about mercury in the next um the next period of the show too that'll be yeah sure Yeah. yeah um Well, so that's very fascinating that we have that. That that was fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome yeah so i think we're going to take another short commercial break now and make sure you stay tuned for the next segment of the show empowering your soul where graham james and i are going to be talking about how squares trines and oppositions affect us and we're going to really get down to the truth about mercury retrograde i know lots of us out here in the united states at least are fascinated with mercury retrograde so we're going to touch base on that a little bit (laughs) so stay tuned we'll be right back
0: The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Lisa Willette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawollette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit LisaWillette.com today.
3: Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Be
0: visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Are listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to Lisa at Comcast.net. That's Lisa at Comcast.net. Now back to Empowering Your Soul. Hi, thank you for tuning back in. Welcome back to
1: Empowering My Show. If you're a first-time listener, I would welcome you to check out my website at LisaWillette.com and you can catch I would really like to hear back from you some feedback. Um, If you're just tuning in now, I have with me, I'm privileged to have as my guest today, Graham James, who's an astrologer and mystic man. And in this segment of the show, we're going to be discussing how squares, trines, and oppositions help us make clearer decisions and to discover the real truth about Mercury retrograde. Now, I know that's a fascinating topic for me. So, Graham... Could you, um, now let's talk about the squares, trines, and oppositions first. And you touched base on that a little bit before. Could you tell us a little bit about that for the person that doesn't know what those really are?
2: Yeah, indeed, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> easy. If you could try and imagine um, a circle, with, which is divided into 12, which are the 12 houses, and you have planets in various signs, um, and of course 360 degrees to a circle. When you get two planets that are in a square to each other, in other words, there is a 90-degree Um, angle between them, Um, depending on which planets they are, that square is a challenging part, either to your personality or if it's linked to somebody else, to somebody else's personality. If you get an opposition, which is two planets that opposite each other, um, that could be problematical, um, depending again what planets are uh, are involved. Um, For instance, if you have um, Mercury um, opposition Neptune, um, in your chart, the Mercury or planet communication and m- the psychic planet, um, which, is, which is Neptune, if they're in opposition to each <laughs> other, um, you know, one can sort of go off on tangents and actually not emotionally communicate in the way they're, they're quite nebulous and, and quite you know off the planet with, with the things that they're saying. Of course. Um, If you have a trine or a sextile, they are the positive ones, and the trine is a 60-degree angle between two planets. So astrologers not just look at the planets and the signs and the planets and the houses, it's how these planets communicate with each other. It's really important in your natal chart as a person. Um, it's really important in, between you and another. And if I do relationships, right. you know, I look at how, and you meant, heard me mention earlier when I said that you had planets in, in um, Pisces and uh, right. this, this guy, McLaughlin, uh, he had his planets in Virgo. Opposite signs, and because there were oppositions between those planets, who would not have shown compatibility. Had there been trines or sextiles, as I demonstrated mm-hmm. with Simon Cowell and and uh, Lauren Silverman, you know that would show harmony. So that that kind of is really important. The other one is so a I say darn again. <laughs> yeah, so a conjunction between two planets is quite important. I mean, you know, my wife and I, my son and my wife's um, at Mars are conjuncting each other, and when Mars conjuncts. Um, uh, your son, a you know, man's son and a woman's mars, it does show mutual respect and in fact, oh, one thing nice. after 23 years of marriage, um, <laughs> my wife and I are not any best friends, we actually respect each other. You know, and, oh, and it's that's really, really important. You've yeah, a fabulous wife and I'm really, really lucky. I'm very blessed and, you know, it's interesting when I look at the ties between my family as well, um, you know, my, my, my children and my, my wife and myself and how we okay. interact. And, you know, With the squares, with the oppositions, there can be challenging times between two people or in somebody's chart it could be challenging. If you have your moon square Saturn, for instance, in your chart, that is a 90-degree angle between your moon and your Saturn in your natal chart, then you're going to be finding it very difficult to emotionally communicate your true inner feelings. Okay. So, you that know, you get sense. some people that are quite repressed or they can't mm. express themselves emotionally. It's because Saturn, which is a restrictor, you know, it's holding back this emotional side of you. And it would take somebody with perhaps a trine in their sign, uh, in their chart, to match up with you, to bring that part of you out. So there was it's always somebody there with a the key to yeah. unlock that. But it, it, it's not built in the person to be natural about it.
1: Well, that's good to know. Um, you know, while you're talking, you're, I'm wondering something. Something just popped into my mind. And I'm thinking to myself, um, my daughter and my two grandchildren, and my son-in-law and I, we're all fire signs. Does that mm-hmm. make a difference? I mean, it's hard. I know it's not the, the trine and the squares without knowing all of that, but the, do, do, do you have, if you have overpowering of certain, um, one particular, you know, sun sign, does that make a difference at all? Or do, and is, is, it too, yeah. is it too general to if make it, a no,
2: difference? It, it is general, but having said that, if there's a lot of fire in, in the charts. What's the fire signs? I mean, I know you're in Aries. What's oh, the other
1: fire I'm an Aries, and my grandsons in an Aries, and the other three are all
2: Leos. Oh, right. And, yeah. and
1: three, and three of us are double fire. I'm my grandson and I are Aries, Leo rising. I don't know if that makes a difference. And my daughter's Leo, Leo rising. So we're a lot of fire in our family.
2: <laughs> and what makes a bigger difference with you is your Mars, which is your ruler. Is also in areas um, which can make you impatient and quite short. Um,
1: I have been uh, known to be that. As.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so, therefore, I'm mo- yeah. I'm moving
1: we, past that. I'm working on it.
2: <laughs> we have the vanity of the Leo, but you also have, you know, Leos actually are quite independent creatures, depending again on, on, on their rising sign, which is their personality, and of course the moon sign. But when there is a lot of fire, you know, there are people that have strong opinions and strong right. wills. And, you know, so yes, it can cause problems. I mean, if you, you've picked a good one there with fire signs as opposed to let's say earth signs (laughs) you know earth signs are all the practical ones whereas the fire signs are you know the fiery natures
1: now let me ask you this um just going back through my whole life it seems like every man that i've really been serious about in my whole entire life has been an earth sign and i seem to not get along with earth signs i'm just curious it is fire. i know again generalized but earth and fire don't really get along huh (laughs)
2: Uh, it depends on the charts. It, it, that really does depend yeah. on the charts. No. Well, that's fine. You are a balance between, um, in fact, there's very little Earth, if any. Well, there's not really any Earth worth speaking about. The part I, I don't think I have any
1: Earth on my chart, really. Do I?
2: Well, well yeah, you do. You, you have okay. Pluto in Virgo, which is generational, and you have Uranus in Virgo, which is generational. But, in fact, your Jupiter is in Leo. Your Mars is in Aries, which is your ruler also. Your sun sign is Aries, and your rising sign is Leo, you do have your moon, Mercury, Venus, in Pisces, which is why you're highly intuitive, why you're very um, psychic, is because you have three planets amazingly placed to nice. create a lot of balance. So, you know, you can say that fire puts water out, well, sorry, water puts fire out, but in fact, uh, with you, it gives you two distinct sides to you.
1: Oh, good. Well, that's great. I, <laughs> I like it. I like that yeah. a lot. Um, I would
2: trust your intuition most certainly. If I was consulting you or seeing you, your intuition, I think, is impeccable.
1: Oh, great. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for the astrological vote of confidence. That that means mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I. I you know, I feel like this is definitely my calling. So, um, talking about Mercury retrograde, too, I, it's interesting, too. I know my daughter was born in a Mercury retrograde period. Does that make a difference? I mean, do you have better luck, or or is your luck different if you're born in the mer- while Mercury's retrograde?
2: Yeah, in fact, in actual fact, a retrograde Mercury in somebody's um, uh, chart, depending on the sign that it is and, and the person, Mercury retrograde within somebody's natal chart can actually hone refine and make their um uh, intellect very very acute um it's it's actually not a negative at all
1: oh really because no, I know not, Mercury retrograde has a bad connotation on here. I think people, people, we fear it. I mean, could you shed some light on what, what you believe Mercury yeah, retrograde does? Yeah, Because that's or, a
2: completely, that's a completely different um, question because. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. When you talk about Mercury retrograde in somebody's chart, it's not necessarily negative. In fact, I think it, it really makes people quite acute in their, in their logic and their thinking. But, you know, Mercury is the planet of communication. Um, and it, 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 it Governs the way we speak, the way we negotiate, how we speak to people. Um, you know, buying, selling, um, contractual documents, uh, letters, postings. You know, during a retrograde Mercury. You know, I would say to you and anybody out there listening, okay, if you know it's Mer- if Mercury is retrograde, it happens sort of three or four times a year. You know, don't worry about it. Just. Just relax and say, "Well, okay." At this time, I just need to check and double-check everything. If you are signing a contract, make sure you read the fine print. Get somebody else to read it with you. You know, if you are going to post letters, expect them to be delayed. If you're doing short journeys, there may be delays. You know, it it, it causes all sorts of problems for people. I mean, my my company has been mail order for thirty years, and. During the time of a Mercury retrograde, you'd be surprised how many passes we send out and don't get to the destination on oh, time, I, or I would incoming not be mail gets either lost <laughs> or you know or misplaced, where it takes a week to get here when it should take a day. Um, you know, so all in all, Mercury retrograde does cause problems. Um, it's not people don't bother about it so much in the UK, but I know in the USA they do. Um, so with Mercury retrograde, um, it do, can bring confusion. I know it we're can we're, it, it okay. can affect the way you perceive and and take on board information you can miscommunicate with people it can cause uh, depending on your charts you know arguments and and problems problems in negotiating people misunderstanding what you're saying if you're buying and selling if you're going to sell a uh, a house or something make sure you know all the legals are in place properly And expect delays expect legal delays perhaps um expect delays in buying or selling your house.
1: We're coming up onto a Mercury retrograde period, I know, coming in June. Yeah, next month. Is there is yeah. Is there anything positive that we can expect during that? Is there anything that Mercury retrograde can do for us? Is it is it, like, a good time for us to focus on other aspects? I mean, is there do – you, do you have any advice on that for people out there, that, you know, the positive things they can do during a Mercury retrograde that will do for them?
2: It's actually interesting, actually, because this year – um there are three retrograde mercuries um we've got the one we had in february we have the one in june to going through to july and we have one in october um and interestingly enough and you know unusually they're all starting off in in water signs so it's a time to perhaps reevaluate emotions how we feel about people how we feel, feel about our lives and the emotional side but once that once they go from the sign that they're in, which is a water sign, and we'll take, for instance, the one that's coming up uh, in June. That is going to be a retrograde in Cancer, okay? So you might have some emotional issues at home and stuff that you may wish to reflect exactly. on. Exactly, yep. But when it goes retrograde, it doesn't actually travel in reverse. It goes, people think retrograde means reverse. They go void, of course, because the, you know, the planets actually move in the heavens in an elliptical fashion. So it goes void, of course, and it will slip back into Gemini. Gemini, um, you know, Mercury rules Gemini. So it's going to sort of change things with the intellect or it's going to cause some confusion perhaps with some people, again, depending on their sign. So, you know, I don't think the the ones this year are particularly negative. I think that with the three of them starting off in, um, in water signs and then moving into uh, air signs, it's quite good. We can evaluate emotionally and intellectually.
1: Oh, that's perfect. I mean, that's something to look forward to. Something qu- positive that can come from the Mercury retrograde period.
2: Absolutely.
1: So we're going to take our last commercial break here. Um, okay. And if you're just, if yeah, please tune in because I just checking my emails and we had a couple questions come in. So we're going to answer some questions in the last segment here. And I would like to again ask you to. Write in and email me, and let me know what you're thinking about this. Um, so we'll we'll be coming back in a few minutes, and we'll be talking about the questions that came through.
0: The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Lisa Willett is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment individual intuitive sessions are available in person by telephone or via Skype. Visit www.lisawoulette.com. While there, you can also find information about one hour and half hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on empowering your soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit lisawoulette.com today.
3: Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to Lisa at Comcast.net. That's Lisa at Comcast.net. Now back to empowering your soul.
1: Hi and welcome back to Empowering Your Soul. For those of you just tuning in, I'm your host Lisa Willette, and I have with me today as my guest Graham James, celebrity mystic astrologer, and we're going to be touching base on a couple of questions that just came through. I was um, we got some emails that came through, but before we get to those two questions, I wanted to ask you, Graham. Yes. What does empowering your soul mean as far as for you for astrology purposes? How does in- astrology help you empower people?
2: That's a good question, actually, and I'll, I'll answer the best I can. When I have a client come into my office or I do Skype consultations around the world, I mean, I've got a lot of um, clients in the U.S., and, you know, when I've, the first time I do a consultation, I go through somebody's character with them because I think it's really important that all I, information I have is their time, date, and place of birth. I don't know the person. So I kind of will tell you a lot about your character, um, possibly 20 minutes, half an hour, if, if necessary. That's and. Fun. If you've got parts in your chart that are perhaps not weak, that's the wrong, but challenging to you, um, as indeed we talked about the um, moon square Saturn, for instance, where, you know, somebody finds it very difficult to emotionally communicate. um, You know, you can help to guide someone, bring in the strengths out of their chart and the strengths of their character in order to overcome the difficulties they have in other areas. And so, you know, if somebody lacks confidence, for instance, you can... Guide them into a more confident area of their chart and say, well, look, you know, you do have these qualities. And this is what I want to bring out of you is, you know, you have Venus and Sagittarius. You know, you have a really, really nice uh, Venus placement or you've got Mars and Sagittarius. You're incredibly um, uh, competitive. Right. So, you know, concentrate on that rather than, you know, the negatives. And so we all have positive and negative in our chart. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like to bring out. Both to people and make them aware of how to understand themselves and then say, look, this is the best way to empower your soul because this is the strengths in your chart. Don't trade on right. the weaknesses. Trade on the strengths.
1: So for any of you listening, if you're looking for an astrological reading, you know where to go. You you can contact Graham James to help. He'll help you empower your soul as well. Um Alright, so thank you for that information That was very informative We are going to get to our first question here It came in from Tracy from Phoenix, Arizona she, well, her, her date of birth is 12 85 She was born at twelve o eight in Nashua, New Hampshire She writes in I'm searching for a home to buy now Is this a good time to make such a major purchase And also is it a good time to just make a physical move as well?
2: Okay, let's have a look at this person's chart Okay, um, was that tw- uh, Was that eight minutes past midnight? or Eight, eight minutes, minutes
1: past, past mid- in the morning, eight, 12.08 a.m.,
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's perfect, okay. Well, Tracy is a Capricorn with her moon Taurus, Mercury Sagittarius, Venus Sagittarius, another balance of Earth and fire. Um, now, let me just look at her secretary of progressions, because we don't need to look at her chart and her character. But if I bring her forward and just take a look on screen... Um, to her secretary progressions. Sorry, I don't mean to blind you with science. Now I'm looking yeah. at her uh, <laughs> transits. Um, let me have a look. She wants to buy a property, did you say?
1: I believe so. She says, I'm searching for a home to buy now. Is this a good time to make a major purchase for that? And is also, is it a good time to just make a physical move? So I guess she's looking to move, yeah, and buy a house.
2: Actually, if I could just look at this one. Uh oh, very good. Uh, right okay for tracy what i will say is expect if you're going to be looking for a house during july this year um from i would say the last week in june to about the second week in august during that period you can expect some delays could be contractual it could be um you know delays the legal process for instance but there's two other aspects to her charm particularly a great uranus jupiter one which is perfect absolutely perfect running at the same time um i would say to her if she's thinking of buying an investment in a home from yeah. the middle of june and through to the beginning of september is an excellent time it really is oh perfect the only, ca- the only caution i would say is the middle of august and i would say from about the 15th uh, 16th through to the about the 23rd 24th don't sign any contracts during that particular period because there's a jupiter pluto um problem there but apart from that actually apart from possibly one or two delays during july um during july i would say that with her uranus jupiter placement and most certainly um two other placements here is a perfect time to buy so yeah i'd say go for it there's okay. no negative jupiter neptune stuff or anything that's going to say you know um i'm going to be losing money you know it's a good time to invest so okay. for this lady my answer to her is simply that So tracy
1: it's, if you're listening you here that's the information great I want to make sure we are able to get to our second question too that came in so thank you Graham I'm sure you she'll be welcome. happy to hear that um Nikki from Craster England writes in I am contemplating switching jobs and would like to know if you see any changes coming up for me in my workplace and her oh boy where did I I seem to have misplaced her oh I'm I'm having a computer issue um I
2: don't, for, do you? Actually, it might be on an email you sent me. Let me have a y- look.
1: Yeah, do you
2: see it? I'm sorry. Uh, I've got it uh, May the 11th, 1962 here.
1: Yeah, okay, sorry. I, this lady I don't
2: know. has no time of birth, no known time of birth. She was born in Rio, de Janeiro.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's Rio de Janeiro, um, yeah. Brazil, no time of birth. I just, okay. I don't know, for some reason, the date of birth was just not coming through. Sorry. Okay.
2: No, I've, okay, I've got her on the screen. Uh, 11th of May, 1962, born in Rio de Janeiro. As I don't have her time of birth, I'll just put her in for midday, mean average. Basically, with the outer planets, you know, there's going to be very little difference on her progressions and okay. on Uh, Transits, um, perhaps a little bit out timing wise. But as I'm not doing her natal chart, I'm not doing her personality, that is not going to be sort of not quite so relevant. So let's have a look at her Taurus, Moon, Leo, Mercury, Gemini, Venus, Gemini. Okay, let's just take a quick look at a couple of things in her chart. Uh, Oh, this one's actually, this one, very intellectual lady. Right. What did she want to do again? Sorry.
1: She wanted to know, she's contemplating switching jobs and would like to know if you see any changes coming up for her in the workplace.
2: In her workplace, I'm just looking at two, three, four aspects in her chart, actually. Um, not being getting, looking at this chart, not being getting on so well, um, perhaps even some confidence issues with where she is at the moment. I don't know if she's actually in employment, but... Um, she needs to overcome one or two confidence issues before making any form of formal decision. She needs to think very carefully, and perhaps will help her empower herself here, is to think very carefully about you know, the timing of of it in, in terms of she needs to make sure that she's got herself hyped up and she's she's relaxed as opposed to being a little stressed when she goes for her interview. Um, because there are, you know, there's Neptune opposition Pluto, she's got a, a Sun Saturn problem here, a Saturn square moon problem. So I'm not worried about the Saturn square moon problem because we don't know her time of birth. But most certainly, there are three things here that would say, yeah, actually. I, I think she's had some issues with what she's doing, and she's actually either bored or <laughs> she's had some problems with what she's been doing so if she's going to be moving uh, into a new job applying for a new job, applying for a transfer apply anything like that. I would say to her um, time to do it would be either June or August um, I wouldn't do it this month in May, most certainly I wouldn't do anything in May well there would. Quite well into May now, so I would wait till about the middle of June. I'd say, I'd say, middle of June through July through to August would be the time to sort this out. Um, And she does have one or two tough transits going on in September, so she needs to get everything. If if then it's contractual, make sure during June, July, and August that she checks everything, makes sure it's okay, and signs, and makes sure that everything is in place. Before she makes any moves, because in September, any flaws in the problem will show through.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, and Nikki, thank you for writing in. I hope you are. I hope you are a long time listener. So, wow, this hour's flown by, Graham. I can't believe it. Thanks. Thank you for everybody who who wrote in today. That's all the time we have today. I'd really like to thank you, Graham, for being on my show this afternoon, and welcome. especially Thanks for, for you, me. for you this evening, because in UK time it's night but you <laughs> it's evening right you can yeah. you can learn more about graham by going to his website wwwastrology-astrologer.com And following him on Twitter and Facebook as well. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter as well. Love to hear back from you. And I especially like to thank everybody for listening in to Empowering Your Soul with me. Your very appreciative host, Lisa Ouellette. Next week I'm going to have on with me on the show Kevin Michael, Vibrational Sound Healer from Arizona. So make sure you tune in. I'll be looking forward to speaking with you next Friday at 9 a.m., pacific standard time and noon eastern standard time where i'm at so everybody enjoy your long weekend your long holiday weekend happy memorial day and be safe
0: thank you for listening to empowering your soul please be sure to join lisa willett for another engaging program next friday at 9 a.m pacific time noon eastern time on the voice america seventh wave channel this week, stop feeling imprisoned and start being empowered.